0: This is Statewide News from Alaska Public Media. I'm Jeremy Shea. Bristol Bay residents testified on whether roughly 28 million acres of federal land, mostly in the western part of the state, should be opened for potential resource development earlier this month. The hearing came as the Bureau of Land Management sought public input on the upcoming decision. As KDLG's Christina McDermott reports, most people who testified in Dillingham advocated against opening up the land.
1: In Bristol Bay, about a million acres are in question, primarily along the Nishigak and Quijak rivers. Much of it is federal subsistence hunting land. If the federal government opens the land, it could become available for resource extraction, like mining. The Bureau of Land Management has traveled to 18 communities in Alaska in recent months, including to Dillingham and King Salmon, hearing public testimony and gathering information on whether communities support opening the 28 million acres in Alaska fully, partially, or not at all. The meeting in Dillingham had about a dozen attendees with several giving testimony. The majority said no to opening up any of the land. Dolores Larson, whose Yupik name is Mayrok, is a lifelong subsistence user from Kaligenic. She's also the deputy director at the United Tribes of Bristol Bay. As part of her testimony in Dillingham, Larson said opening the lands to development, which are technically called D1 withdrawals, could impact the community's subsistence.
2: Lifting D1 withdrawals could fragment habitat, shifting migration routes that could potentially decrease or diminish the caribou (coughs) populations, and in turn, decrease our access to subsistence resources.
1: Larson said that her community is already contending with the challenges of climate change.
2: These changes further demonstrate the need to protect the landscapes and large, intact ecosystems that sustain our traditional ways of life.
1: The status of the land is part of a long and tangled history going back to the Alaska Native Claims Settlement Act, which passed in 1971. Under ANCSA, the Department of Interior was allowed to withdraw 158 million acres of public land, allowing Native corporations time to make selections and protecting land for the public's interest. They get the name D1 from the section of ANCSA that states how the Department of Interior could withdraw the lands. The federal government published a draft environmental impact statement in December outlining how revoking the withdrawals on the proposed 28 million acres could affect wildlife and nearby communities. The document identified the loss of federal subsistence priority for some rural residents, increased competition for subsistence resources, and an adverse impact on communities' cultures of subsistence as potential risks. But it said that development could create jobs and increase income within communities. Melanie Brown is the outreach director at Salmon State, a conservation group focused on protecting wild Alaska salmon. She also attended Dillingham's hearing. She says she's concerned that opening the land to development will fragment
2: it. My fear is that, you know, break, breaking the land open, you know, for development and exploration will scatter herds and impact salmon, wild salmon
1: run. At the hearing in Dillingham, one individual spoke about the possibility of opening only part of the lands, and one said they did not have enough information to decide. The decision on whether to open the land is set to come out this summer. In Dillingham, I'm Christina McDermott.
0: This is Alaska Public Media.